Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse. And today, we are going to be talking about cervical health. January, after all, is Cervical Health Awareness Month. And we're going to be talking about the human papillomavirus, which is the number one reason that cervixes are not healthy. So we're going to be talking about what HPV is, how you can find out if you have it, and what you can do about it. This is actually part one of a three-part series that we're going to be doing on HPV. So today I'm going to be introducing HPV, why it's important, why you should care about it. And men in particular are at risk. And we used to think that it wasn't a big deal for men, but I'm going to tell you why we've actually discovered otherwise. So there's a lot coming up today. I'm also going to be telling you about a giveaway that you can participate in. We're going to be giving away a free HPV DNA test. So definitely stay tuned for information about that. So let's get started. Um, First of all, what I'd like to tell you about is the human papillomavirus. This is actually our most common sexually transmitted infection. And you might find it surprising that we don't actually test for it when you go to the doctor and ask for a battery of sexually um, transmitted disease tests. So like, for example, say you went to the doctor with a new partner and told your doctor that you wanted to be tested for everything for sexually transmitted diseases. So what they can do is they can do blood tests. So what they would be testing for with that would be HIV. They can test for hepatitis. And they can also test to see if you are a carrier of the herpes virus. So if you have been exposed or had uh, herpes infections in the past, you develop antibodies for it, and it can be detected in a blood test. You can detect for herpes 1, which is oral herpes, or herpes 2, which is genital herpes. It's important to know that the herpes virus can change locations so that the genital version can actually, you can get it in the mouth, and also the oral herpes, you can get it genitally. So like if somebody has oral herpes, herpes 1, and they gave oral sex to you, then you would be exposed to herpes 1 in your genitals, and you could get herpes sores from that. So it's important to know that it can go either way. So if you've had exposures to herpes in the past, you would have antibodies for it in your bloodstream, and a blood test can detect for that. Then they can also do a swab or urine test, a swab culture or urine test, and they can check for things like chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis. And what they don't tell you is that they're not checking for HPV. So HPV is our most common sexually transmitted virus. The CDC says somewhere around 20 million new cases of HPV are diagnosed every year. That's kind of disturbing. It's a lot. 
So it's kind of like the, I, I, I tend to think of it like as the common cold of the reproductive tract. And it also kind of, so it's kind of like the, the flu in that everybody gets it. Um, it takes about two years on average for you to clear it if you do get it. However, we have found that men tend to be carriers of the virus. And unfortunately, there's not a test that's commonly used in mainstream medicine for men to find out if they have HPV. For women, we can get our pap smears done every year and we can request that they check for HPV. And this is actually a better predictor of whether or not a woman will have problems with her cervix if she... So basically what they're, what they're finding is that the pap smear is kind of unnecessary. And if you have HPV, then it makes it more necessary to actually have that collection of cells done so that we can see if there's any changes. But what they're finding is if you don't have HPV, chances are your cervix will be normal. So they're kind of finding that that I think pap smear maybe isn't as good a predictor of problems as having a positive or negative HPV test. So let's take a little step back and talk about what is HPV exactly. The human papillomavirus is a wart virus. There's actually about 200 strains of the virus. It can cause warts on your hands, on your feet, and there's about 40 strains of the virus that can cause problems with the genital area. So this could be genital warts. It also can be uh, changes in the cervix cells. Most people who have the human papillomavirus don't know that they carry the virus. Men in particular, as I mentioned before, they are carriers of the virus and usually don't know that they have the virus unless they have a partner who has tested positive and has come home saying that they have the virus, in which case chances are the male partner has it as well. They say that about 75% of the sexually active population will be infected with the human papillomavirus at some point. As I mentioned, in general, it usually clears in about two years. However, in some people, the virus can persist over time, which is where it starts causing problems. What kind of problems can it cause? Well, it can cause cervical cancer, we do know. And we've been finding that it is responsible for a lot of the oral and throat cancers, especially in men who are non-smokers. Very interesting. Something very important to keep in mind is that we're not really screening for oral and throat cancer, whereas women, you know, we have been well-trained to go and get our annual pap smears. And so we're screening for the human papillomavirus in women, but we're not looking for it in the oral cavity and we're not looking for it in men in particular. So this is where we start to run into problems. So how do you get HPV? Well, it's pretty easy. You just have to have unprotected sex. And even if you use condoms, it's still not 100% protected because HPV is transmitted skin on skin. You can use a female condom, which covers more of the area, which gives you additional protection. So it's important to know that unprotected oral sex can also 
cause the virus, you know, to be transmitted as well. So you get HPV from oral sex, unprotected sex, possibly protected sex, you know, again, not 100% coverage because it's skin on skin. So the same happens with the herpes virus too. It's a skin on skin transmission. So when you use condoms, it's not 100% protected. Now, if you have kids, it's important to explain to them that just because, because, because what they're doing is they're engaging in oral and anal sex because they're thinking that they can't get pregnant, which is true. They can't get pregnant. However, it's not safe because you still can transmit these viruses and these sexually transmitted infections. And so it's important to have these conversations with your kids to make sure that they, that they realize that. So what happens after you've been exposed to HPV? So once the exposure occurs, there's three important factors that come into play. One is your immune system. Two is your overall state of health. And three, which of the strain or strains you were exposed to. So once we take these important factors into consideration, one of five things might happen. One, your body might fight off the virus and you'll never even know that you had it. Two, you might get genital warts if you were exposed to HPV 6 or 11. Three, the virus may begin infecting your cervix cells if you're a woman, and a pap smear may come back as abnormal within about four months after exposure. The fourth option that could happen, the virus may be present, but the immune system may keep it in check so that it doesn't actually cause any problems with your cervical cells. And the fifth option is that the virus may lay dormant for many years and become active only during times of stress. So this would be a case where the infection persists over time. So there's different things that can happen. It really just depends on your overall state of health, how many um, factors you have that may encourage the virus to you know, create an environment where it's easier for the virus to stick around. Those, those cofactors, which, you know, may increase the likelihood of HPV infection sticking around are like if you smoke, if you abuse drugs, if you have nutritional deficiencies or your immune system isn't as strong as it could be. If you use oral contraceptives or hormonal birth controls, there's some controversy about that. There's some suspicion that that may increase your risk of having a persistent HPV infection. And then also having sex at a young age before 18 years old, having more sex partners, of course, increases your risk of exposure. And if you give birth before the age of 22, apparently this also increases your risk of HPV infection. So there's a lot of factors that, you know, come into play here. And a lot of us can reduce our you know, our exposure, like we can not choose not to do drugs. We can quit smoking, um, alcohol and sugar depress your immune system. So there's things that we can do to increase our immune system response and also things that we can avoid that will prevent um, or protect our immune system. Now that you know a little bit about HPV and what it does in the body, when we come back from this commercial break, what I want to do is tell you a little bit about my personal story with HPV and how I healed my cervix. I also want to talk about 
the value of DNA testing and also I want to tell you about the giveaway that we're going to be doing. So how you can get an HPV test of your own to see if you have it or if a partner has it, if you're worried about that, like say, for example, you're a woman and you just uh, started dating a man and you would like to know if he's is a carrier of HPV, then you could get um, a test for him. And we will talk more about that coming up because when you talk to your doctor, your doctor's going to tell you that you can't test men for HPV. So I'm going to tell you more about that and how guys can get tested. So there's lots of interesting things coming up when we get back from this commercial break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Welcome back. So I'd like to share a personal experience with HPV. Now, nobody wants to admit that they've had an experience with a sexually transmitted infection. But there's nothing to be ashamed of. It happens to pretty much everybody. About 70 or so percent of us end up having HPV at some point in our lives, whether or not we know it. The first time I was diagnosed with it, I was 19 years old. I went to Planned Parenthood and they called me up. They told me that I had an abnormal pap smear and that I was positive for HPV. They were telling me that I had precancerous cells on my cervix, and at that point, my eyes pretty much glazed over, and I was wondering how in the world this could have happened. 
I basically ignored the problem for about five years. And when I moved to Colorado, I went back to Planned Parenthood. I got another pap smear. It turns out it was abnormal again. This time it was severe, moderate to severe cervical dysplasia. And it was still positive for HPV. So now I have them to deal with. At this point in my life, I had realized, I'd figured out that there was alternative solutions, more natural solutions to most things. And so I started on a personal journey to figure out how to address this naturally. So once I got my diagnosis, I went to my books on women's alternative medicine. I found that Tori Hudson had a protocol. She's a naturopathic doctor for addressing cervical dysplasia naturally. So what I ended up doing was I found a naturopathic doctor in my area who had experience with this and enlisted her help. I went back to the doctor. I did the colposcopy, which is a magnified look at your cervix. They did all their little tests to see where the abnormal areas were. And so I took that information back with me to the naturopathic doctor and we addressed it naturally. So after several weeks uh, about I don't know about three months of treatment and then I went for my pap smear six months later and my pap smear went from severe cervical dysplasia to normal it was actually it was pretty much normal not totally normal there was some extra white blood cells that shouldn't have been there kind of thing and so but it was pretty darn good considering where it was at and then after that point it was normal for the next 14 years and as a result of that experience I realized that this actually responded well to natural therapies and I really felt strongly that other women should know about this and when I was diagnosed the second time when I was living in Colorado, I went online at this point, it was like 1999, and looking for support to see like if I could find women who were dealing with this too. And at the time, there was nothing out there. And so I created this uh, email group. There was a service called eGroups that basically was an email list that you used to communicate with people. And so I set one up for women who had been diagnosed with cervical dysplasia and it grew to like, I think I had like, I don't know, maybe 2000 people in it or so at the peak. It was pretty amazing. And so eventually I, I don't know, you know, things evolve and things change. So I didn't pay that much attention to it until later after 14 years of having normal pap smears and no problems, I was re-exposed to the virus again. So, darn it, no fun there. So anyway, so I had to deal with this again. And so basically what it ended up doing was bringing my attention back to this topic and how important it is. And so as a result of my first experience with it and treating it naturally, I was inspired to become a holistic health practitioner because, as I mentioned, I really felt strongly that other women should know that the alternatives are out there and that they can use them to heal their cervix naturally. And so I felt like if I went out and got my holistic health practitioner's degree, then, you know, that gives some validation to what I'm 
I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to educate women that, you know, there's actually a lot that you can do to be proactive, one, to protect your cervix and also to heal your cervix when you've been exposed. And so that's something actually I would like to spend more time talking about here. So what I'd like to do is let you know that I'm going to be doing a free webinar to talk more about in depth about HPV and also, you know, what you can do to protect yourself so that you don't get it in the first place. And also, if you have been exposed, what you can do to help your cervix to heal itself. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a page for registration on the website, so Holistic Sex Ed Radio. You can go over there to register. I'll put um, uh, put it uh, HPV-webinar, and you can go there to register. I'll also have a link for that on the homepage for you. Just making notes on that. And then also, I want to tell you about the giveaway that we're doing. So, all right, so first of all, one of the things about HPV is there's a lot of different strains, okay? Some of them are cancer-causing or can, I should say, can lead to cancer. And most of them are fairly harmless. A couple of them can cause genital warts, which is inconvenient and can be uncomfortable, embarrassing, and painful. However, it is not life-threatening. The viruses, the strain of the virus that is life-threatening, of course, are the ones that can cause cancer. And so... HPV 16 and 18 are the most aggressive forms of the virus. And so for someone like myself who wanted to address this naturally, having that information uh, about the virus, I think is very helpful because then you can decide on how aggressive you want to be in your approach to help your body support, you know, so help support your immune system, help support your body in eliminating the virus and also producing healthy cervical cells. Or if you happen to be a man who is positive for oral HPV to help promote the growth of, you know, healthy oral throat tissue, this kind of thing. So that's really what it's all about is supporting the body in, you know, getting rid of the virus if you have it and also supporting the body in fighting it should you be exposed. So I want to do a the webinar for that. Now the giveaway is something that we actually coming up next in my next segment. What I'm going to do is interview Jennifer Solomon, who is a representative for the lab that does the home te- HPV testing. So this actually is really cool because anytime that you can take STD testing, especially for HPV, into your own hands, I think it's great, especially because men can't be tested in the doctor's office. These guys offer a home test kit that men can use, so I think it's totally awesome. I've had two of my partners over time, you know, different partners, use the HPV test, and it's been great because now I can find out if my current partner has been exposed which he took the test and he didn't have it so i'm like yay no i don't have to worry about that so phew i lucked out there so i asked jennifer after we recorded her interview if she would be willing to offer an hpv test to give away and the exciting news is is she said yes that they could do that so we are going to give away an hpv test you're going to learn about those in the next segment coming up And I will tell you 
at the end how you can register to enter your name in the drawing. So very exciting. I'm really excited to give one of these tests away. I think they're a fantastic tool to one, find out if you've been exposed or if you have been exposed to find out exactly which of the strains you have. So I think that's going to be great. So I'm very excited about that. So coming up in the next segment, we are going to be talking to Jennifer Solomon, and she is going to be telling us about HPV testing. And listen for it, wait for it, HPV testing for men at last. Thank goodness. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea how long I have waited for this. So this is an amazing and exciting development HPV testing for men, and also you can do HPV DNA testing, which means that you can find out exactly which of the 40 some odd strains that can affect the genital tract that you might carry. So I think that's very exciting. I think it's a great tool, and we're giving one of those away. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to register for the giveaway, and you'll have a chance to win. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission? A sense of purpose. Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everybody. We're back here with Jennifer Solomon. She is a representative of a company called SelfCollect. They do home testing STD services. So, Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Um, 
And thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, selfcollect.com is a website that offers uh, at-home STD testing kits uh, as well as HPV testing kits. Uh, my experience is now about 10 years in the laboratory world uh, working with uh, OBGYNs and other healthcare professionals, educating them about laboratory testing and HPV in particular. And Self-Collect launched a couple years ago, uh, taking that same testing uh, direct to consumer. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw your booth at a, uh, it was a naturopathic convention, and I was like, whoa, wait, HPV <laughs> testing? What? For men? And I was like, whoa, I have to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, we offer some great and unique services. Yes, definitely. So I would like to know a little bit, um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about the services that SelfCollects offers? Uh, sure. So uh, on the website, we offer uh, the most common sexually transmitted infections, chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes 1 and 2, uh, a urea plasma mycoplasma test, uh, trichomonas, uh, testing for BV, candida, and, um, and then, of course, HPV. We have a high-risk HPV test, which does uh, 16, 18, and a pool of 12 other high-risk types. And then we do an optional add-on to our HPV, which does uh, genotyping, which is detects uh, all known high and low risk viruses, which are about 45 of them, and gives you type specific information. Um, all of the collection kits, uh, and we offer vaginal, penile, oral, and anal for most infections. All the testing kits are mailed to your home. Uh, you collect at your convenience in the privacy of your bathroom, wherever you feel mo most comfortable. Uh, you send everything back to us. Uh, testing takes usually uh, anywhere from about three up to maybe eight days at the laboratory. And then you're sent a notification that your results are complete. And then you simply go online and view the, your results. Cool. And it's all anonymous, too, if you want it to be, right? If you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So it doesn't show up like on insurance or that's any of that correct. sort of thing. Yeah, and it's that, all self-pay. Mm -hmm. um, so no insurance is involved. Um, really just your date of birth is the only piece of information that we do require. Mm -hmm. If somebody wanted to use their insurance, could they? Uh, with, with us, no, they could not. Um, okay. uh, just pure cash services for right now. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. So... All right, that's great. And I really love one of the things that I love about Self Collect is that you offer the DNA testing for HPV um, as somebody who is very curious by nature. <laughs> I actually I want to know, um, you know, what strain I actually have, because I know with the majority of HPV testing, it, they just test for the pool. You might find out if you have 16 or 18, and then you just have the general pool. And I know for um, physicians, like it doesn't change their their uh, standard of care, their treatment plan, or anything like that. You know, depending on what strain of HPV that you may have. But for somebody, you know, who wants more information, I think having that extra those extra details is really great. 
It is, yeah, and I think it's really important to understand that 16 and 18, uh, HPV 16, 18, have always gotten a lot of spotlight, uh, but there are other viruses that are really probably equally as oncogenic as especially HPV 16, uh, HPV 31, 33, 45, 52, 58 in particular, are very oncogenic viruses. They're in the same families as HPV 16 and 18, and they were actually uh, added into the last uh, and the newest Gardasil uh, vaccine, Gardasil 9. And so there's a reason they were added in. And so when those are kind of clumped into the other high-risk category, um, you know, you could be really missing a valuable piece of information about which HPV type uh, you may have. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think too also it's also nice that it's checking for the low risk strains, the uh, the wart viruses. That's correct. Yeah. Well, we're probably one of the only, uh, our laboratory is probably one of the only laboratories that does uh, detection for HPV 6 and 11, which are the two wart-causing viruses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I said wart, you know, viruses, I was like, oh, wait, they're actually all wart viruses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, those actually produce the physical genital warts. So, yeah. So, can you tell me, like, is there a difference between the... HPV testing that you're offering and the HPV testing that you might get from your doctor, just like in a pap smear? Um, That's a tough question to answer. Maybe Um, there's a lot of different HPV tests that are kind of available to laboratories to make a choice. A lot of labs offer two different forms of testing for their clinicians. And it sort of comes down to what is the physician ordering? Um, you know, there's the Roche-Cobos method, which is a method that we also use in our laboratory. Then there's the Hologic Aptima E6E7 testing, uh, and that uses messenger RNA over DNA. So it really comes down to what is your physician ordering, what laboratory are they using, and what does that laboratory offer to them? Mm-hmm. Okay. And which one are you using for the, uh, the DNA testing? So we have two different methodologies, the Roche-Cobos method, um, and then we do a PCR, uh, uh, it's basically a laboratory-developed test uh, that we use in-house, validated. It's not one of the commercial ones, uh, but again, laboratory-developed and validated. Okay. And that's the one that actually does our genotyping. The Roche-Cobos method we brought in-house primarily because this was the first uh, method that was FDA-approved for primary screening for cervical cancer. What that means is instead of women first getting their pap test, they get the HPV test first, and then the pap is reflexed if they have a positive HPV test. So it's sort of a shift in screening that may be happening. We're not quite there uh, in the United States, but this has happened in other countries. And again, we thought it was important to bring that methodology in-house. Okay. All right. And... um... Yeah, that was a lot of technical information. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was a lot. So, can you, and um, what I'm wondering is, you know, and this is maybe more information than like the average person needs to know, but um, for like the average person, the, um, the HPV testing that you guys are doing, I've done it myself, um, which it was very easy to use. Like uh, there was like just little swabs that you use to collect the DNA and this kind of stuff. So it was, so it was really easy um, 
use and I've done it both myself and I've had partners do it too, which again, I just love that you guys have testing for men. And actually let's talk a little bit about, you know, why don't, why can't a guy just go to their doctor and get an HPV test? Sure. So again, HPV is standard of care. It's a normal screening that women have to do. And the reason is, is because we know it's the cause of cervical cancer. Um, When we look at men, and when we talk about men, I first want to clarify, uh, this is penile HPV testing first we'll chat about. Um, the rate of penile cancers due to HPV is incredibly rare. And in the cases that we do see in this country, they're usually focused on HIV positive individuals or others that have immunocompromised mm-hmm. um, status. So with the fact that, again, HPV does not cause penile cancers except for in this very small subset, we're never going to have a standard screening. However, from our perspective, we know that roughly about, and studies sort of indicate that about 50% of men are positive for HPV. They are carriers of the virus, meaning they can pass it on to their partners. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredibly important because in the last about two years, uh, the cervical cancer screening guidelines have changed. We no longer go in for annual PAPs. We can now go in if there's no history. We can now go three to five years. Mm -hmm. Well, if your partner or new partner has HPV, you should not be going three to five years between screening. So finding out that a male has HPV, penile HPV, and that he's a carrier should really be a flag for the partner as well that hey I may need to be screened more routinely uh, because I can be I'm getting exposure from my partner mm-hmm. so that's but the, the, at the end of the day um, we're just never going to have a, a regular screening for men mm. penile I find that really frustrating <laughs> because <laughs> you know because I've actually I've been exposed to HPV twice and you know it's like if men knew their status then I can, you know, I can make conscious decisions about my health. Sure. And so, you know, when I got this new partner, I was really appreciative and grateful that, you know, he was totally willing to take the test. And, you know, he came back negative, which I'm like, yay. (laughs) And, you know, and I told him it wasn't a deal breaker if he came back positive, but I wanted to be able to make an informed choice. Of course. And that's really what it's all about is making informed choices because, you know, this is my body and and having a diagnosis of HPV is traumatic, you know. I mean, I run a, a group for, you know, a Facebook group for women who've been diagnosed with HPV and it's very traumatic for them to be told that they have precancerous cells on their cervix and that they have a sexually transmitted virus and all that. It's really scary. Sure it is. Yeah, you always want so many answers and there's only so much that we can give you pertaining to atypical PAPs and HPV. We don't know ultimately what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. But I agree, you know, I always encourage women, you know, irrespective of what maybe insurance is going to pay for, what your doctor is telling you is sort of the standard algorithm for screening. I think you know your behaviors best, you're in any potential exposure. And if you feel that you need a PAP and or an HPV test, you should have a right to do that. Any HPV test out there is better than no HPV test. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. And if, you know, if men knew, would that change anything for us? Like you said, I think that's a great point. It wouldn't be a deal breaker 
through it would just be another piece of information that you can know about your own body and potential exposure Yes, absolutely. So let me tell you about the giveaway we're doing. We are giving away an HPV DNA test and you can have your choice of location. You can have the vaginal test kit. You can have the penile test kit. You can do the oral cavity or you can do the anal cavity, whichever you would like. And it is the DNA version. We're giving away a male or female test kit. You can have your choice. So all you have to do is go to the website, holisticsexedradio.com forward slash HPV test dash giveaway. Okay, so that's holisticsexedradio.com HPV test dash giveaway. And if you didn't catch that, don't worry. Just go to the website. I have a link there for the giveaways and you'll find it there. So not to worry. If you win, you get to pick whichever site you would like to have tested and you can choose to give the test away to your partner or you can use it yourself it's your choice so i'm very excited to give that away definitely let your friends know if you have any friends who might be at risk for hpv and they don't know if they haven't gone and did their pap smear in a while you might want to tell them to come and put their name in the hat in case they win It's a great way to screen to see if you might be at risk for cervical cancer. So again, holisticsexedradio.com forward slash HPV test dash giveaway. So that's it for today. You'll want to join us next week when we come back. I'm going to be interviewing two different guests on their experiences with HPV and how they support other women to do this too. And just a reminder, you'll want to sign up for the webinar on HPV so that you can learn more about the virus and how to avoid it. And if you happen to be somebody who has been exposed to it, I will let you know what you can do to support your body in fighting back against the virus. So stay tuned next week and the week after. We have lots coming up about cervical health, about HPV, and how to keep you healthy. Also, we're going to make sure that you have the information that you need to protect your kids from it too. If you have children, you're probably being asked by your physician to do the HPV vaccine. So if you'd like to learn more about that, we're going to talk about that also in the webinar. So be sure to sign up for it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more. Okay. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Pauline Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So we're back. Jennifer, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the collection for men because, you know, HPV testing is something that men don't normally get to do. So what is involved in doing a collection? Like, let's say somebody decided to go to the self-collect website and get an HPV test for their, for their male partner or for themselves. Can you tell us what a collection might look like? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, quite a simple process for men. Uh, It's actually an exterior uh, exfoliative brush that they're going to use. Think of like a toothbrush meeting a mascara brush. And they scrape the entire shaft, uh, corona, gland, so entire genital area, front of the scrotum. We have them scrub quite vigorously about 10 to 15 times. And then that's put into a fixative. Um, And that's really about it. The whole collection probably takes about... About 20 to 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy. And then you just drop that into an envelope and ship it off to the lab. And, and then you can get your results. Uh, for the last test that my partner and I did, we got our uh, a text message telling us it was in. And yeah, then we went and looked and it was like, yay, yeah. the results, yay. Yeah. Easy as possible for everybody. Yeah, it was really good. Uh-huh. And we know that men don't like invasive uh, collection procedures. So everything for men is either that exfoliative brush or a urine collection for females. It's a very simple vaginal swab. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, insert a vaginal swab, rotate for about 20 seconds. Um, and that's that. It's really quite simple and pain-free. Yeah, that's very easy for sure. So if somebody has aversion to going for their pap smear, then this might be a really good alternative because I know um, that they're starting to move in the direction of just doing HPV testing rather than the actual scraping of the cervix when they do a pap smear. So 
there's been talk of going in that direction. So having your own ability to do your own testing can actually give you a lot of information and let Definitely, you know. Maybe women in rural areas that maybe mm-hmm. don't have immediate access mm-hmm. to uh, to a physician. It is. It's a great screening way, and we're moving away from the path because, you know, we've learned that the HPV test is the more sensitive test at telling us that are the women that are truly at risk for any type of cervical dysplasia. Yeah, and this way. If you, I mean, if you're not at risk, if you don't have HPV, then there's no reason to, you know, have that little bit of trauma to the cervix, you know, when they do the scraping for the pap smear. So I think that's really great. So let's talk a little bit about oral um, HPV, because I know that you can also test HPV orally. So what can you tell us about that? Is it really, is it really common? Is it something that, that people should be concerned about? Yes, the answer is yes. Um, these are considered an oropharyngeal, which is a sort of a very long, fancy word for back of the throat. Um, there's these uh, oropharyngeal carcinomas that are um, caused by HPV. And uh, in 2019, this form of cancer has now surpassed cervical cancer. And when we talk about men and HPV, this is really the anatomic site that they need to be concerned with. Mm -hmm. Um, For, you know, and there's a lot of theories out there about maybe why this is, but it is estimated that about 8 million Americans currently have an oral HPV infection and 80% of that is going to be in men. Um, again, a lot of theories is why this is affecting men more than women, but uh, men 35 to 55, Caucasian, non-smoking, non-heavy drinkers are the men that are at great risk. And we're seeing um, this cancer continuously increase. And as a, a testing platform, we sort of always question, again, there's no screening guidelines right now to test anybody for the virus. And it's always kind of a big question mark for us of, well, why aren't we doing this? We know the single cause is uh, really in probably about 95% of these cancers is HPV 16. And if we are to find that virus far enough in advance, we can totally prevent this cancer from probably occurring. Um, So again, in our mind, we sort of think, hey, if someone feels that they've had exposure, if maybe your female partner has HPV 16, as a male, you should probably be tested orally for the virus as well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just again, another piece of information for you to take into your physician and sort of monitor it or over time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like too, um, for men who are of the age where they might still be able to get the vaccine, if they don't have you know, if their HPV tests come back clean and they happen to have a partner who is positive for HPV, then it might be worth it, you know, for them to go get the vaccine and take those kind of preventative measures. Sure. And that's absolutely what is being pushed right now. And they just extended the age out for the vaccine to age 45. Mm-hmm. Um And so, again, I think that will help some individuals, but there's still going to be some individuals out there that have already had exposure to that virus, Mm -hmm. and the vaccine is not going to do anything for you, unfortunately, for that particular subtype. And so, again, a very easy test could give us a very helpful piece of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, easy, non-invasive. Yeah, so super easy. And again, there's some question about what do we do with those results? And I think that is something that's being further looked at. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, we know even in cervical dysplasia, the biggest 
indicator of uh, cervical progression is persistence of that same virus. So if we know that we have a virus that's lingering around, um, those are really the patients that we need to watch out for. Absolutely. Yeah. The body often will clear the, the virus within two years, but if it's lingering beyond that, then absolutely, you know, you definitely would like to be more vigilant about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about uh, anal HPV too, because we've, we've noticed that HPV is found in anal cancer too. I mean, That's gosh right. darn it, this HPV it's just <laughs> loves these orifices, this soft sure tissue. <laughs> so um, with anal HPV, uh, you know, it's often the common thought that homosexual uh, men, HIV positive individuals are absolutely at risk uh, for anal cancer uh, and anal HPV infection. However, um, and they're screened, they are screened regularly um, to make sure the virus is not present and again, any typical cells. But I think what a lot of women do not realize is there's going to be more anal cancers diagnosed in women than in men. And it's direct related with any cervical infection and history uh, in particular of uh, cervical or vulvar dysplasia, Mm -hmm. advanced dysplasia, these women are at great increased risk of also having an anal infection. The common thing I always hear is, well, I don't have anal sex. How could I have anal HPV? Well, unfortunately, it's pure proximity in women. This virus is very uh, efficient at traveling and transmission. Um, So just proximity from the vagina and the cervix to the anus is enough to probably carry the virus. Mm -hmm. Um, And women should be screened. So again, if you've ever had HPV 16, again, HPV 16 is... um, a great concern if you have a history of cervical HPV 16, cervical dysplasia, cervical procedures, it'd be a good idea to either, again, look at a self-collect test for an anal HPV or even talk to your doctor to see if they do offer an anal pap cytology with HPV testing. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't heard a whole lot about um, HPV traveling from the vagina to the anal area. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of disturbing. I don't like the idea of that. (laughs) I I agree. Yeah, there was actually a study done that said, uh, you know, front to back wiping was enough to carry the virus. And I thought, oh, man, well, how we've been, you know, uh, we've been trained for proper wiping techniques is enough to just carry the virus. So it was a pretty Mm -hmm. interesting study. And I think it just, again, goes to show how efficient this virus is. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So maybe the way we were taught to wipe wasn't the best idea <laughs> after all. <laughs> Always fun talk with us. Uh, That's really- yes. Uh-huh. You can learn so much. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you if they have questions about the test? Um, sure. And I am going to post on the website uh, links to your website. And I do have a coupon for 10% off the different uh, panel tests. So whether you'd like to get tested for HPV or one of the uh, the male or female panels, you can get 10% off. Yeah, and the website again is selfcollect, S-E-L-F, collect, C-O-L-L-E-C-T dot com. Um, and we do have a, a contact information on there. Um, but yeah, we uh, are here to help. So any other questions, uh, we're always happy to, to shed any information we can. Great. And the coupon code for that is Fertility Diva, and Diva is spelled D-E-V as in Victor, A. So Fertility Diva. 
So, and I'll post that all in the show notes and you can get 10% off. So yeah, get tested, make sure you're safe, make sure that there's no HPV lurking in places that you don't suspect. And yeah. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.